Hello and welcome to Big Bandit Gaming. I'm your host Troy, and today we have Colton. That's me. Josh. Boy. Isaiah. I thought homebrewing would be easy. <laughs> and Victoria. <laughs> yo yo yo. I, Isaiah thought he was going to get free Netflix or something. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> I, Isaiah, why, what are you trying to homebrew? My Wii. I'm finally homebrewing the Wii. I'm pretty much nice. nearly done. I just need to put games on it, but that's a struggle right now. Do you do that through the SD slot? So I was, I tried it, and, and then I was like, no, I'll just use my SB. And then I found out flash drives get corrupted from homebrewing. So I, so I had to format the, the flash drive. And I did nice. it again, and then it corrupt again. So I'm taking a break. It really does feel like that. <laughs> Back to formula. All right. <laughs> uh, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, good. Oh, how good. are you doing? It's good. I've had like almost like th- a th- two, three week vacation. It's been wonderful. <laughs> whoop, whoop. I've been able to play games. Uh, I've been going swimming at our uh, new place's swimming pool. It's been it's been very good. Binging uh, anime that Sam loves that I've not seen. It, it's been a good time. It has been a great time. So yeah, I've actually been able to play some games on That's for awesome. this gaming podcast. Nice, <laughs> nice. Starting to get well over here. <laughs> so how how are you guys doing? Did you guys get anything cool for? Uh, for Prime Day, anything like that? Oh, mm-hmm. that that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, like it, it three, sure three weeks ago or something. <laughs> no, I did not. No. <laughs> I well, got something. What you? You what'd got you something. What you I get? I got something. I got something. Um, I got a Kindle Paper White. Um, that I'm very excited about. I already have probably about a hundred books on that thing. Um, I'm super Jesus. pumped. It's it's very beautiful. I got a case for it and everything. I feel so oh, yeah. cute. Yeah. And then okay. I I guess yeah. we also got Colton like a like yeah, something even cooler. Yes, I don't. They got a two terabyte internal SSD thing for it finally. So I the second that? I got that, it, well, we, it was on sale for a hundred. Man, that's mm, no no no. Crazy. Oh yeah, it was on sale for a hundred, right, Victoria? What was I think it was like eighty nine. Oh, yeah, it was close to it. Anyway, it's two terabytes, and I was like, that sounds like a good deal. And I'm tired of deleting games off this PS5 like once a week. Oh, yeah. You already have so much space, though. Not enough. Oh, well, I so I have the external hard drive that I have plugged up to the PS5, but that's for all like the all my PS4 stuff. Yes. So I do. I do have space, but it's not it's not like, you know. Right, no, like but you a, can you can store PS5 games on there. I know, but then they're not readily they're not readily playable, you know. Oh. And, <laughs> and sometimes they take longer to download <laughs> than I want them to. And, I'm with uh, you. I, no, I, I like crazy. the idea of just like press a button; it's all there. That's why. My, yeah, you know, it's been nice so Switch. far. I I I have had one physical game on my Switch ever, ever. And then I sold it. <laughs> oh my god! It was. Yeah, what was, it? <laughs> what it's was fine. it? It's fine. It was. Um. Um. Oh. Oh god. Uh. Cruising. No. Yeah. 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 I forget the cruising blast. Yeah. Wow. Okay. On Switch. It's a great game. Great game. But I just figured, hey, I could sell this. Probably get it like on sale digitally at some point. So. <laughs> That's off topic. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, okay, okay. Uh, what I was gonna say, Victoria, wait, wait. Uh, guys, I, I, you, I want, uh, I want you guys to just like confer with me on this. Sometimes is isn't like the best thing about getting a new piece of electronics is buying a case for it. I don't know what it is about. No, I spent it. so much <laughs> yeah. time looking for a case. Like, and, and I, I initially had like a plan out. I was gonna get like a cute case and put stickers on it and get a pop socket. And then Colton's like, well, why don't you get one of them cases that fold? I'm what like, are you talking I'm about? not an old I, man. She called me an old person because I was like, <laughs> well, if you're not going to get like the glass uh, screen protector, I think you should definitely get a case that, you know, like folds over and has a little magnet, you know, to keep it shut. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah. you're going to drop that thing and that little that little plastic screen protector is not going to stop that thing from you, shattering. You're not going to get a screen protector? No, okay. no, she did, but she she couldn't find like one of the glass ones that does the uh that gives it like that really nice matte look, you know. They're all like oh, glossy okay. covers, you know. True. Oh, yeah, yeah, we couldn't yeah. find yeah. a glass one. Uh, I actually had a lot of trouble finding like a tempered glass um uh thingamajig. Um, I and I and I thought I ordered a three pack. I thought I found one that was matte, and then it came in, and Colton was installing it, and it was bending, and I was like. That's not glass. <laughs> <laughs> so That's no I'm mood. Just, <laughs> I'm just assuming at this point that they don't exist. I don't know. I couldn't find it on Amazon, um, which really sucks. But I do for sure want it like matte. Um, yeah, if you're going to use does, it for reading, you want it to. It, yeah. it has like a plastic cover on it. I thought it was going to be glass, but, you know. Here we are. Um, she had the audacity to say, "I know I'm not getting one of those old people cases that, that fold over the screen." <laughs> Colin's like, "Why, why, why don't so you? Offended. Why don't you clip it to your belt?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's essentially what she accused me of saying. <laughs> Could you imagine? I, I, I'd be all for that. <laughs> Just get my Kindle off my belt. Well, I don't know. He, he, what he said started getting to me. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to drop this thing. Like, yeah, I, was like, I know hey, you, no, you I, will. I know this thing is not yep. going to live a good life. I'm just trying to help you. Yeah. Your... <laughs> so Definitely. I, yeah. I, so one of the things I really wanted was I wanted a pop socket so that I could hold it right. Like while I'm reading. So I went and I was like, okay, maybe I can find a cute foldy case. And I found one and it's like the perfect case. And it's like really cute. It's got like constellations on it. But when you like open it, it does have like the fold thing. When you open it, it has these little um, things like you can put your hand in to like to hold it. And it has it on both sides. Like little straps. Yeah, they're like little oh, straps you can put your yeah. hand through to hold it. And then well, if you don't want to hold it, it has a kickstand. So it's like, wow, we could do so much. <laughs> like, wow, you, you really could pull like fun. a hot pan out of an oven with that. I know. I was like, man, look at this thing. <laughs> And it, it protects the screen yeah. from my yeah. uh, wild, you know, behaviors. From the inevitable drop. Yeah. What I, what I do is that I, if I know an electronic's coming in or the day of, I'm like, wow, okay, I got to find a case for this thing. Even though yeah. it's like never going to leave my desk and I know it never will. I'm like, ah, you know, got to get a case in case I move in three years. Right. Um, I know I know I'm gonna be moving with this thing though. Like I know oh, yeah, like yeah, right, right, I'm right. gonna be putting it in my backpack, going to work with it and stuff and putting it in my purse. So then I was like, that's that's when it was getting to me, like what he was talking about with the little folding thing and 
Well, this I was isn't like, a, I guess. <laughs> this isn't a segue, but uh, you know, and maybe at the beginning of 2024, we'll all be looking into screen protectors and cases because uh, there's been another big Switch Two rumor. <laughs> I don't know at this point. I don't know uh, at I this don't point. Know <laughs> but it's out there. There's there's another manu the I I think it's the uh, people that manufacture like Joy Cons like a uh, Joy Con chip for Nintendo. Yeah, in China, like, right? Yeah, yeah, they're saying like a new Nintendo thing's coming out like 2020, beginning of 2024. But I don't know, it feels too good to be true at this point. So I want it to be we'll so see. bad. I know. I need I want, it to be. I want October to come and I want a trailer for a Switch 2, please. Yeah. That would yeah, be really nice. And it'd be March, like perfect. It'd be perfect. It'll just launch on the same month as the first Switch did. Yeah, no, exactly. That That is like the perfect scenario. But uh, all right, uh, Josh, Josh, sorry, we cut you off there. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't know. You, you're like, wait, wait, wait. I have something. I'm like, wait, cases. It's kind of like you wanted to ask Victoria something, but I forgot. Yeah. Uh, well, well you forgot. Can I talk I, about? I do. Add, I, I got potato skewers or just skewers, but I'm going to put potatoes on them. <laughs> oh. Well, you can right, put cool. anything on skewers, right? I get, yeah. But yeah. I'm going to use them for potatoes. <laughs> potatoes? Is it yeah. a sword, a skewer? <laughs> yeah, but I got like little swords. I like that. Uh, <laughs> better when you say little swords. Like yeah. little, <laughs> I bought little swords off of Amazon. Ah, there you okay. go. Because I, so I see those on... for like letter openers, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. When you're on Amazon and like, like, did you search potato skewer? No, I know. <laughs> I just searched skewer. <laughs> um, and I got, little, uh, I got little sauce cups. Oh, like a ramekin? Yeah, yeah, it came up as a ramekin, and I was like, "Look, it's a ramekin." <laughs> you know, just I'm like a, a normal little sauce like cup. kitchen tool is a ramekin. Yeah, I got little metal <laughs> dipping cups. Heck yeah! Nice, you know, nice. almost. Um, where were we? Like very recently, me and Colton went out somewhere, and I almost jacked the ramekin, and I was like, "I really want this," and I was like, "We nice? need, we need some Dude, of these." You know what? Was it Chili's? Was it those little blue ones? I get no, it. No, was it Chili's? Oh, it was a cafe <laughs> in town. And I was like, I want to take this home. I was like, <laughs> just, just get them off Amazon. They're actually super affordable. I imagine so, considering like what they are. Mm-hmm. I just haven't made the actual um, sacrifice, you know. I was, yeah. but I was more than willing to steal one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing I got off Prime, uh, Sam got a bunch of stuff for the house, like a big old mirror, like a bunch of like just like moving in items but uh the only thing i got is like this cardboard i call it garbage for my cat <laughs> and that was it because it was like four dollars <laughs> off and i was like sweet <laughs> that, was it. that was it <laughs> oh is it that uh, little x thing that she likes yeah, yeah yeah okay 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 and she's yes she's she's, <laughs> she's like she loved yeah. it <laughs> yeah it was like new one. Oh yeah um isaiah what's up what's up i uh didn't have a prime day i had the summer's Summer sale for Steam, which I've been oh, counting down nice. the days yeah. for. I bought um just two games, FNAF VR and uh Half-Life Alex, which is a game I've always, always wanted to play. Because it's on VR. Very inaccessible for like a lot long time Half-Life fans. Like a VR is like a much more expensive hobby than like just gaming hobby. Like a VR is expensive. Anyone you buy. Unless you buy an old one like me, who which got it for free and it's a rift. So like one of the first like VR Ooh, headsets like for like OG Steam. Oculus Rift. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Nice. Like so it's it's really fun. I I really enjoy these games. I think 
people should should play these games. Does the original Oculus Rift controllers does that work with Half Life Alex? Like, does it actually? Have the yes, and stuff? there there is a great video showcasing uh, several different headsets and controllers that are used for Half Life Alex, and Rift is one of those uh, headsets and controllers that work perfectly fine. Sure, you only really have your index and thumb to really work with. Right, but, right. I mean, you're not really ever mandatory using like your other fingers like the index is like one of like the toppest notch controllers on the market for vr but like let's be real here how often are you going to use the full ca- compatibility of all fingers in like most any vr yeah. game exactly not a lot of them like cater to it yeah well uh you know what isaiah that is a great segue because I got a PSVR 2. No. What? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Hey. That's my new thing. <laughs> How? How? Okay, okay, okay. So, on Facebook Marketplace, which is where I just literally get everything these days, yeah. uh, I saw a ad for a PS5 and a PSVR 2 for $700, like, bundled together. And I was like, oh, that seems cheap for those two things together. Yeah. And I messaged the guy. I'm like, I wonder if he'll, if he will, uh, if he'll sell to me. And uh, I asked him, can I get that? Will you sell, sell the headset separately? And he said, uh, yeah, 300. And then I, I didn't see it right away. And then he, and then he, he's like, uh, 250. It's <laughs> <was> like, uh, <laughs> I will be there tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah. I got a, I, I got a, a PSVR two. When I picked it up from the guy, I gave him the 250. When I picked it up to him, he's like, yeah, I used it like twice. <laughs> so wow. it's in perfect condition. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I, it's just, it's it's a freaking steal. Because I looked up later, like, what they're running for used. And most of the time, it's still like, you know, like 450, something like that. Um, do you so, just get the headset or do you get the controllers with it? Oh, no, 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 no. The headset and the controllers. Like okay, the, okay. The, yeah, whole, sure. the whole thing. All the wires are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I, uh, this is my first headset, uh, VR headset I bought. I, I decided to hold off on the original PSVR because I used it a couple times at people's houses and I was like, ah, you know, uh, it, like, cause before that I'd use like a, um, what was it? Like a Vive. And, and I, mm. and the tracking on that was really good. Cause that was the older ones where you'd use the cones in the room and stuff. Yeah. And, that's why you do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and those those worked really well. And the wands on the place in VR and the way it looked and everything. I was like, ah, the field of view. I, I was just like, man, I don't know if I can spend like 300 to 400 on this thing. Right. And then by the time they were uh, affordable, the PSVR 2 was like on its way or, you know. So, I yes, I this is my first headset. Um, I immediately, uh, for Sam, I got Beat Saber. Um, good good call my favorite so so okay uh, i'm just gonna run down kind of kind of what i've played on it and then if you guys have any questions about it like fire away i'll, I'll tell you i'll talk about the headset real quick uh yeah actually let me start with the headset so headset is really cool uh the thing that i didn't like think that would strike me as much but i'll say the haptic feedback and the triggers and everything makes so much more sense in vr that's cool you know uh just for the games that actually use it like uh like all the grabbing functions like anything and uh the headset actually has haptics too which uh is pretty noticeable in most games when you have like a bullet going by your head you'll you'll feel it like travel through you know like when you've 
like dodged it and stuff. It's really cool. Dude, um, super hard VR with that is gonna be insane. Yeah, and it does. Oh it does God. all the newest stuff. Like, uh, what I didn't expect is when I plugged it in, it, the it actually gives you like a new mess setup menu with like a different music than I've ever heard in the PS5 like system music. You know. Whoa. But it does all the stuff. It does like room scale. It does standing. It does sitting. It kind of scans the entire room for objects and kind of creates a barrier around it. So it's, like I said, it's just like all very like up to date VR stuff. It's really nice in that way. Um, it looks amazing. I'm only problem I'm running into is just wearing it with my glasses. I probably yes. need to buy. You can buy special lenses that are prescription. They can pop in them. So I'm that gonna look a... into that. Very common problem. My own friends, when they come over and they yeah. play VR, they're like, oh, I got to my head. My, my, I got to either loosen this thing or I got to take my glasses off. Even Colton does it. Thankfully, Colton's like able to see better, but not my friends. Like they, they have yeah. like, much worse eyes. So, well, so that's I'm, like a biggest caveat with it. Yeah. If you're, um, it, it's the type of thing where I can't see things far away. And so yeah. VR tricks my eyes into think they're looking, you know, in distances. So I can tell it's way blurrier without Oof. it. But uh, I, I can fix that. Otherwise, it's been awesome. Um, uh, the standout games for me is Pistol Whip, which is mm. like a mix between uh, um, Super Hot and Beat Saber. So you're like shooting guys in time with the music. Um, That's cool. it, like on a track, but you have like, it, it's like a, a standing game where you, you, you know, attracts your movement. So you're like dodging bullets, you're ducking, you're stepping side to side. You're, yeah. you have like two guns and the tracking is like friggin' amazing. The music's awesome. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, and then Moss. Moss is a game I wanted to play back when the original VR came out, but oh my God, it's so adorable. It looks amazing in that. Um, I, I think the biggest like what like wow moment for me was seeing Sam play Moss where you know it plays what she's kind of seeing on the screen and I saw her play and I was like oh man this looks cool this looks cute you know it just kind of looked like a like a uh, almost you know what it is like a Zelda like like set thing and then I finally like turned on the game put the VR headset on and I was like blown away <laughs> it, it is like it's hard to explain unless you play it but every like all the environments just look it tricks your brain into making it think like it's super realistic, like materials, and it's it's really awesome. So yeah, it looks so really far. Cute. Pistol Whip, I, Moss. I tried Tetris Effect. Um, tried Resident mm -hmm. Evil Village. Got super sick because I just went to the full like, hey, give me full control and motion and all this other <laughs> stuff. And I was oh. like, oh, it oh about killed God. me. <laughs> um, uh, I have a question. I remember yes, when yes. they were talking about like what. I think like the first time they were giving out like specs of the headset and like little details, they talked about having like a little vent to that way like your it doesn't get like hot and muggy while wearing. Oh. The, do, do you is that something you notice or is that just like if it's working then you're not going to notice it you know because you're not going to feel. I think I noticed it. You know, I the fact I haven't thought about it means it's probably working because I remember other VR headsets will steam up my glasses. Yes. yes. Yeah. And yes. Yes. And I have yeah. not had that problem at all. There's oh so God. I have it in front of me. There's like a um, what it is is there's like a double flap. So there's like a uh, where you put your nose in. There's like a cutout and a flap, and then there's another flap. So it kind of like hides your nostrils between two barriers and then vents downward. Oh, cool. So okay. that that I think that's what it's talking about. But yeah, I have zero problem with fogging or anything. That is that's great. 
Yeah. Wow, that one's awesome. One thing, like we we do have that problem yeah, as well. That's one thing I don't like. I think yeah. it's really annoying. It gets hot in there. Yes. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. If you do sweat pretty badly already, like my buddy, uh, I won't say his name, but like when he came over recently, he Your got done with the friend. VR headset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got done with like playing FNAF VR. He's like, okay, he guys, yeah, I feel that thing. That shit soaked in, bro. I I had like, oh, oh my god, it's a sponge. It's a sponge. <laughs> it is a sponge. So that is the nice thing about the material too. None of it oh. is spongy or absorbent. It's all like kind of this rubbery outside so it's like easy to clean and easy to wipe down down. it doesn't nothing absorb Uh, i did notice that the uh you know how in other vr headsets if you looked from side to side you can kind of see the light bleed you know Mm, kind of yeah i think so uh this headset does a really good job it is like super immersive in that way where it kind of like covers a good like way more of your view than the original psvr did Mm. And it really can, it, it really like uh, hides the light really well. I think the coolest um, so, part about like yeah, that specifically cool. is like the eye tracking and how it's able to like focus yes. the graphics and like everything loading with your eye movement rather than the entire environment. So, you so that is, the... yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, that, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, that's, are you talking about the foveated rendering? I think so. Or, yes. So, what it does is, um, to make games run better and look better, and, uh, you know, have good performance in VR, this headset will track where your eyes are looking at. Like there's a right. little camera inside, and anywhere you're focusing on, it'll it'll boost. It'll kind of boost the graphics in that area, and it'll blur the periphery, so it knows what you're looking at, um, and that helps it save like on performance and 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 just makes the games run and look a lot better. Right, so, it's cool. A lot of, lot of little stuff like that. It's like super fancy, which is nice. I feel like that's um, really necessary for like uh, any other like uh, VR headset. Cause is, that, yeah. is that really like the first of its kind doing that? No, no, okay. no. Uh, other headsets have done that, but they're usually like on the higher end where you were still paying right. like $800, $1,100. Yeah. So nice thing about this is, yeah, it's taking like those super premium VR headsets and putting all that tech in. And just making it like plug and play with the PS5. Um, hmm. The see-through mode is really awesome, like because uh, it has cameras all over it. Oh yeah, so, like yeah, you don't have to take oh. it off. You hit a button under the the headset, and your controllers like glow, so you can like find your controllers and and kind of resituate Very, yourself. Uh, Apple VR thing. <laughs> totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so but yeah, yeah. And it'll show you like, like you're getting too close to your barriers. So yeah, I, 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 you know, this isn't the biggest area up here, but I just push my desk away, make like a circle barrier, like kind of just the one that you can just plop down and like just doing standing VR stuff works really well in, in my area. Um, and uh, it has little earbuds that are built in that you can just kind of clip clip into your ears or, you know, do it. It's the, the normal stuff. But yeah, I was just really impressed on how seamless it was to connect it all to the PS5 and get it running. My um, question is, how long is that cord? Is that cord long enough for you and your player? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, by far. In fact, like, um, like you've seen my desk. If you yes. walk about like, uh, let's say like if you if I was standing about six feet away from my monitor, six to eight feet, it would still, you would still have run to like put the cord in your pocket. So you're not stepping on it. So oh, there's, cool. it's That's a really cool. long cord. Only thing I'm worried about you're is like it's not very manageable. 
it's person. not atta- it's not detachable, which makes me nervous Ooh. when when stuff does that. Or oh. you know what? I'm I'm looking at it now. Maybe it oh maybe this thing maybe you can't buy a replacement cable. I'm, I'm now that I'm looking at it. Does it come out? Now I'm just pulling on this. Okay, well, um, <laughs> I, I, I haven't had any trouble with the cable. It, it's manageable. It's a single cable, so there's no breakout boxes. It just goes nice. into that little USB-C on the front mm-hmm. of the PS5. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been, I've been really happy with it so far. Um, of course, like I said, uh, Pistol Whip is a standout MOS. I played some Tetris Effect in it. I tried the Resident Evil 8 Village demo. There's like a Almost Star Wars it. Galaxy demo, which was eh. And then I tried like a tennis game, but there's a few other ones I wanna I wanna try out still. So yeah, it, it's been a good time. Uh, I got a really good freaking deal on it, which is the main I reason did. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, especially for the condition it's in. So uh, I just got super lucky. So yeah, it. it but it, it's awesome. It's my first kind of VR headset. So of course you got it after we leave Arizona. Yeah, that I know exactly. Fun. I was like, oh man, I could have. <laughs> Next time people are all over, I'll be like, hey, check this out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's super cool. So I I I just really hope that Sony keeps supporting it because uh, I know yeah. a lot of people are just like, oh, you know, I haven't touched it since I reviewed it. Blah 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 and. I'm looking and there's there is a decent amount of like upcoming games, but I would love them to like port, you know, Alex, exactly. Half-Life Alex on it. Yeah, uh, make this more accessible. Bot games. Like it doesn't even have like uh super hot VR, you know, just stuff like that. I'm just like, ah. I, I sure hope that um that other people will port their older VR stuff to it and that studios just keep pumping some cool stuff out. Cause I'm excited to go into like Moss Moss 2 and um there's a few like kayak VR. And there's another game where I think it used a webcam before, but it, it's VR now where if you blink, the story goes forward. Yes. Oh, before, uh, before your, your eyes. eyes. Yes. yes. So that's oh, VR too. Please play that, you know, bro. Okay. So I actually started that on Apple Arcade. Yeah. Oh. I, was, I was actually enjoying it. And it was surprisingly accurate. Like I was just looking oh, around camera. on my phone and like, and you know, I'm like progressing the story, you know, depending on where I look, you know, and that, yeah. that was actually. That was actually kind of a cool. I didn't finish it, but it was cool. I yeah, need... yeah, because of the cameras inside the PSVR helmet, that all works within VR, and yeah. I'm, I, I've heard it's really good in there. So that that is one I'm gonna buy and download. So yeah, there's just like a lot. I, I what I figured out so far is I think I'm more interested in like the more unique experiences that VR gives more than just like I, I don't necessarily think I want to play an entire Resident Evil game in VR. That sounds tiring <laughs> even though it's really immersive and cool like you're opening your jacket pulling out flashlights like hand loading bullets into your gun and cocking you can them like bullets to dual wield the guns as well it's crazy yeah, yeah. like that, that that demo was really wild even though i messed myself up because i didn't put the 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 uh the camera movement i didn't do snap i did like free movement and oh boy i don't think i can do that <laughs> so now i know now i know i almost died but yeah, so uh, that is the I got a PSVR two. It's very cool. Um, I would just say like I don't blame anyone for still like for at that price to play the waiting game still because it's so expensive, brand new, yeah. and it's not like there's like a thousand big games on it, you know. But having it, I, I appreciate it, and it's just like a really cool piece of tech, especially with the, all like the haptic stuff built in. Like that stuff that other helmets and controllers aren't quite doing even. So there's some like 
really nice, super high tech stuff happening in that thing. So yeah, sweet, sweet. All right, there guys, uh, are we ready to move into our games? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's let's jump into it. Um, there is a specific game on here that most that's on most of our list. So uh, why don't we why don't we just jump straight into it? Uh, Diablo Four. So. Diablo 4 it came out like what like a month ago yeah something like that yeah something like that yeah I know, yeah so I know we got into it like two weeks after i think yeah so, probably a month, just, yeah so what pushed you guys to like jump into it what what kind of like drew you because i know colton you'd played some of the mobile game before but uh besides that i know josh has played diablo 3 but what about you guys what kind of made you pull the trigger on that uh the I'm, co-op i think i yeah. really wanted to play with people like, I wanted another game to play with people because the new season of Fortnite, I didn't really like the look of it. So, <laughs> so I, I needed an, I needed something else. <laughs> I didn't like the look of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I I think that is like Diablo's strength for sure. Is like how smooth the uh, drop in drop out co op is. Um, what do you guys think of it? Because I I have some thoughts. I really like it. So far, I do enjoy it. Uh. There are like little things that, um, as a new Diablo player, you kind of have to, you know, we kind of have to learn, and certain things that I feel like might not be the most intuitive, you know, I think. But uh, like what? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like to to play like the new season stuff. Not not that I would want to do it before starting the campaign mm-hmm. or before finishing the campaign, but. You know, I heard that you have to 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 play the new season stuff. It wants you to finish the campaign first before getting into like the newer stuff. Uh, and I guess I I don't I've never I don't think I've ever played a game where like it's super like common just to like keep creating new characters and stuff. And and I know that that's like a big draw to the game. And that just it just seems weird to me. I'm I mean, so many people like it for that. So I'm sure that like most people are you know, like it for a reason. So I'm sure I will also enjoy that part at some point. It's just a, uh, it's just hard to wrap my head around sometimes, but I'm just along for the ride. And then, you know, I will do the whole character swap or not character, uh, you know, character like refresh whenever I'm supposed to. And I'm just going to see how I feel about it. When yeah. It, when that and that's comes. not, that's not even necessarily a Diablo thing. That's like a specifically like Diablo yeah, uh, four thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I, I've also heard that too. That it's it's more with this game than the other ones. Yeah, because one through three were not like live service or well, it, three you know. turned into it uh, eventually, but it was several right. years after the fact. Yeah, yeah, and they were able to like dip their toe into it, you know, little by little. Where this it also didn't feels... cost you like more money if, if you <laughs> right. wanted like cosmetics or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, no, I I get what you're saying though, uh, Colton. That stuff it's it's not it's not explained very well in that way. Kind of sometimes it kind of reminds me of destiny where you're like, fine, come in, you come in, you're like, did I miss like an entire tutorial or I wish you would explain what this. Yeah. You know, it, it, you it know did kind mean? of feel like destiny, like, cause y'all still jumping into destiny do that. I felt like I jumped into like, I like, yeah. I felt like I, I, I was like, I jumped into a, a senior class and I'm a freshman or something like, you know, like it you felt did like, like a big level skip or something. Yeah. 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 I had a little bit of trouble with destiny the same reason yeah yeah, yeah. I, 
it really helps to play with people who are familiar with the game and like its mechanics mm-hmm. and how it it's works. A, yeah, it's similar to again, like you say, you, you you compare it to Destiny. Like it's like 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 that big like massive multiplayer game that like has a lot of like in depth mechanics. It, it's it's the same kind of like run of the mill of like Monster Hunter fans from old world and new world. Like it's the same way. It's nice having someone who knows around and like can just guide you. And slowly you get like, you know, the swing of things as well. And I do like that. My only, my big question is, is that I've never been a Diablo guy. Never. I've always heard about it. I've always been aware of its impact on like, like gaming culture. But looking at it now and like really like, like just like trying to analyze the gameplay. Troy, I'm a super giant fan. Same as you. Would you compare it to super giant games? Like that kind of style? Oh, well, top down? Mm. Well, uh, I would say I was gonna say I think Bastion pull Bastion was like a a, like a Diablo light. Okay, yeah, a lot of uh, Bastion's inspiration actually comes from Diablo two and three, more than likely, or probably two at that point. Right, but um, yeah, I mean it's that type of game when you say like it's like a loot game, like overhead loot game. Like there's a lot of games that have done Diablo now. It's not like its own like thing. It's just Diablo, for some reason, does it just a little bit better than most other people trying to copy it. Mm. Um, but uh, for me, I mean, I, I I'm really enjoying. I'm I'm enjoying the game when I play it. I think its strength is like its biggest weakness for me too. Is I like the fact that it's so easy to jump in in and out with other players, and it like level scales everyone. So it's not like some per- one person's getting one hit, and just like one person, the team that's five levels above is just you know like doing all the work. Uh, I, but I found state- that to not be true. Actually, oh, I, I, I ended up playing with my dad, who was uh, level sixty-five, and I was level like forty-five. And he was able to just melt everything that I was having. Like, I was constantly dying to. And I was like, Dad, yeah. please help. He came in and he defeated oh, a boss that was taking me like 30 minutes to get yeah. halfway <laughs> done with. He defeated in like two minutes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, we had the same thing with my uncle. He came in and helped us. And I mean, we got through five campaign quests, like, with maybe oh, within like crazy. 20 minutes. I mean, yeah. he was melting everything. Yeah. Okay, crazy. interesting. But, like, he was also, like... It was way above us, though. It wasn't like it was. There wasn't like a five level discrepancy. It it was like twenty five or thirty levels above. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was. It was really funny, though. Like we're like, oh, that. That's it. (laughs) You're like, wow, that was very cinematic. Yeah, fun. I I think Um, they were attempting to kind of uh, level the playing field, but I don't. I don't think they accomplished that. Yeah, yeah, and it's just I I think the big my biggest uh, gripe with Diablo Four is is not the the game itself, but any game that does like level scaling to your level where like enemies match your level, I always find a little like not as satisfying. Me because too. I like I love going to a new area or going like a In back a way and being like yeah and being like oh I'm not supposed to be here yet you know and yeah. Then, yeah. And then finding, or even better, it's like getting in an area you're not supposed to be in, and then clearly you went to like a chest you weren't supposed to get to yet and got something, and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, that was yeah. Cool. It kind of gets rid of like that that fun part of those type of games. Yeah, and uh, that's actually what like Elder Scrolls Oblivion does. Like that crab you hit at the very beginning of the game, it also still takes like four hits at like you know, uh, you know, a hundred hours in because it scales with you. 
And so that that's my biggest thing is just the scaling. I know it makes like the jump in jump in co-op. I, I, I can see what you guys mean. If you're like 20 or 30 levels above, that makes sense. Uh, but it, it does make it easy for like a group that are with, within 10 levels of each other to still have a decent time, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. It, it's kind of rough for me to like totally just be like, it shouldn't scale. You know what I mean? I, I um, wouldn't recommend playing the campaign with anybody unless you are going to do it step by step together. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And that's what that, that's why probably I haven't gone through, further in because me and Sam are just step by stepping it, which is yeah. fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. it. It's definitely not like, oh my god, I can't not stop thinking about Diablo. It, it's not like doing the thing that like Elden it, it's Ring. It's not brain rotting. Elden Ring. Yeah, it, it's not sitting with me, but when I am playing with it, I'm like, oh, I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good. Same. You know, It's good to get off work and like hop on with you, with us and like just start gaming. That's yeah. that's a kind of fun kind of game it is. It was perfect to do before the wedding because I, I couldn't think i could like i couldn't dedicate any brain power to anything else in that That's game nice. just like jump in you know just hit your you know hit your abilities run through everything and boom you know um That's i do like i my... just, I just do ahead. wish it was a little more difficult at times <laughs> that's all mm. <laughs> yeah okay. um but yeah yeah I, I diablo 4 is a good game and uh probably going to be coming to game pass here pretty soon <laughs> all considering that the activision blizzard deal went through from it the last did? time yeah. we talked. Yeah, it did. Oh, yeah. it's, so it's actually dude. happening. Yeah, it's, it's happening. It actually happened. Is it wrong for me to say I wish it didn't? No. Uh, I, I agree. Mean, it's, it's more complicated than that. I, I yeah. think I'd be more with you if it was anyone else, but I don't know. Getting Bobby Kotick away from that company and making them be able to make like another Tony Hawk. <laughs> That's <laughs> Again, right. It's not, you know, that... That's the kind of stuff that I hope Xbox does. I, I, I don't know if they will, that, yeah. but they have so many franchises. They, hey, they need it. I they think should. They should. They but should. they have proven time and time again that they're just making all the wrong decisions. Yeah. Well, I, I just need I need Phil Spencer to get out of that mindset. Of, we give up. We're not winning this race. When it's like, no, you shouldn't necessarily have that. You should have the mindset of like, let's let's bring out what we have. Let's let's take all the tools at our disposal and take advantage of it. Like, dude, you're I sitting think... on Tony Hawk. Oh, well, well, I, mean, I think that was all BS. That in my sure, sure. Yeah. But if they were to able to have that kind of tool at disposal, shouldn't we use it? Like, isn't Guitar Hero under their like IP now? True. They're never going to make plastic Bring instruments. Bring back Guitar Hero. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's too early to see, to know okay, what Microsoft yeah. will do with Activision. But I feel like as far as Xbox goes, totally, this is a little off topic, but, you know, everyone's just going to hold their breath till Starfield. And if that goes mm. super well, hopefully they can just make good decisions going forward. You know, they really need Starfield to hit <laughs> and Before. give them some goodwill. But, you know. Uh, yeah. Cool, but yeah, I do want to ask real quickly. Four. No, I'm kidding. What's up? I do want to ask real quickly on just a small, small little like derail. Starfield had like a direct in between our two episodes, right? Like a whole direct. Did did you see uh, that, Troy? I saw some of it. it. It was part of the showcase, like it was the end of the showcase, and I did, and it was. It, it looks really. That game looks really freaking impressive. I don't know if okay. it's a game I'll sit down and play, <laughs> considering the time commitment. It seems like it wants, but. I don't know. It seems cool. I was just genuinely interested to see what you guys thought of Starfield and like well, for for free. I will definitely check it out. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. 
I uh, I hope it's as everything Bethesda fans want it to be. Yeah, BGS fans specifically. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and if it is, then that's a big deal. Like it it that's you know it's it's going to be a big deal no matter what. That is probably the biggest game uh, I, I, this holiday. I'm just um, afraid that by its nature it can't be what Bethesda fans want. Because of the kind of uh, systematically generated, what is it called? Uh, oh, oh, like the randomly generated, like planet. yeah, all uh, that crap. The, the, what's so great about like Fallout and Skyrim is that you have this map that you're going to remember forever. All these locations and adventures you had, you know exactly where they happened. And if you wanted to go play it again, you could revisit those locations and experience those things again. But with Starfield, that's going to be more limited, I guess. Yeah, they, what that's I think a, they need to do is they need to... Ca- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Victoria. I was saying that's a fair point. Thank you. Like, it is. Like, as a person who enjoys Fallout, like, that's that's a good point. I think they really need to bank... You know, I think they're banking some of that stuff on, like... You know, there's been games that have gotten really big, like Valheim and, like, a bunch of randomly generated, like, survival-type stuff. Um, if they can hit, like you know the main story beats like if they can have a planet like mass effect like the citadel you know like if you played mass effect you know what the citadel is you know um and that game has a bunch of weird random nothing in it planets but you remember those core planets that the story took you through you know so i think they just really need to they need to hit on those those planets that have like content you're supposed to hit you know true and the rest Mm -hmm. The rest of cool stuff, if they can make cool stuff happen randomly, kind of like Red Dead's, like, you know, weird systems, uh, Red Dead 2 specifically, I think they could, it could get there, but who knows until it's out, you know, and reviewed. And yeah, I'll we'll be curious see. to see. Yeah. I'm with I you only have a Series S, though, so I'm not sure if I'm going to be playing. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it's going to be hitting. I, I think a lot of people are going to be like, I'm going to play this on my gaming laptop. And I'm like, you Good can luck. sure try. Yeah, I have the S too. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna do what I can with it. Yeah, yeah. Even on my X, you know, they're capping it, but whatever. It, as long as it's stable, you know, that that's the main thing. Um, it doesn't seem like it needs to have a. It does. It's not like a action game where it needs to hit sixty. You know. Um. Well, yeah. But uh, all right, cool. Uh, Josh, you Me. have listed fighting games plural. Oh. Yeah, I feel like I made a mistake, guys. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> with all the with all the hype around like Street Fighter, uh, the the next Tekken project, whatever from uh, those MOBA people, Riot Games, Valorant, League of Legends, <laughs> they're you. bad. Okay. <laughs> with all the hype around the fighting games, though, I was like, you know what? I like fighting games. I should I should get Ooh. back into fighting games. Interesting. So, so I hopped onto Dragon Ball Fighters, Fighter Z, and I was like, "Yeah, this is fun. I'm having fun." Played a little online, and I was like, "Oh, I'm terrible at oh, this." Oh, back call, buddy. Oh. And so I was like, "Okay, uh, I'll try." Like, uh, Soul Calibur Six was on sale, so it was Mortal Kombat Eleven. I was like, "I'll try this out." I played Mortal Kombat Nine, I believe, on like the PS3. Loved it. So good. It had like Kratos and Freddy Krueger weird characters uh, as like guest characters and stuff and i played soul Calibur uh four on the 360 had like uh yoda i think it was and yeah. uh <laughs> the apprentice 
I was like, oh my god, this is so freaking cool. And I love the story mode in, in Soul Calibur 4 and in Mortal Kombat. So I played through Soul Calibur 6's uh, story mode, and it was just so boring. There was oh, no content there. It was so bad. I think all like instead of having cutscenes, they just have like uh, portraits come up, and just uh, it's really text heavy. Like there there is voice acting, but it's like a book. Like a they just novel. won't stop talking. And like it'll go from like mission to mission, it, which is really funny. It'll be like mission two, and then mission three, and both of those are just talking and you don't even get to fight anything i was like <laughs> this is weird. so bad did you uh about 11 story yeah mode? yeah so yeah then that's I cool over, i did i did enjoy that like it was very cinematic just like uh the ninth game and i skipped i skipped uh mortal kombat x but i, I bought that one on sale afterwards and i'll oh, yeah, go back yeah. to that one yeah, yeah. Did was, you did I, you finish eleven? Like the story mode? I finished eleven. I did its uh, nice. uh, DLC, so like, yep. I'm ready if I want to cool. go to Mortal Kombat one because that was really what, what I was most excited about was Mortal Kombat one. But after playing all these fighting games, I feel like I might be burnt out a little bit. Yeah. Because yeah. I I tried online on all of them and on Soul Calibur specifically, I got into this lobby with these guys that were just hanging out playing, and like my internet dipped. A couple times and like it got so laggy and they just threw a fit and just <laughs> harassed me until i left the lobby oh my yeah. god and i was like okay i don't think i'm ever doing this again there are um some fighting games that will show you if someone's connected wirelessly or wired yep and that's how, Six serious, is doing that. that's how serious people are like in competitive games where they, if someone's playing yeah, wirelessly but... they'll be like nah <laughs> Well, what's so funny is that I played ranked and it went fine. And I I played with this one guy for like 20 matches straight and we kept doing rematches and it was going back and forth and it was pretty fun. And I went to the casual lobby and that's whenever I got all the harassment. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I I was just trying to get a trophy to to win five matches and I couldn't even win one because my connection was so bad. A great example of that is, um, sorry, I, I want to talk about rank because I absolutely hate yeah, yeah, yeah. rank in any any video game. I tried this week, no, last week, while I was off work, just play Valorant and aim train and like learn rank and watch all these videos. I tried it for a week, man. I absolutely got so burnt out that I stopped playing this game. Dude, it made you. It, it made you upset. It made me so. I, I peeked so in his room and he was sad. laying on his bed, just like staring at the ceiling. Like, it was wrong so He's like, upsetting. I tried Valorant ranked. <laughs> I was brought, I was silver for a good while, and then I deranked up. Okay, before I derail, before I rant, I just want to say, ranked gaming is no different from casual gaming because casual gaming, everyone wants to be a little better. Everyone wants to have fun, but also wants to be better. So when Overwatch, when you play Overwatch unranked and you go into competitive bronze or competitive unranked, where it's trying to like figure out what rank you actually are. You're gonna see no difference, no difference, because everyone's a sweat. Everyone's a sweat who likes to throw, who likes to throw shit on you, who likes to, who likes to just like, um, I don't want to use this term. I, I, I'll just like, I'll say piggyback on their their duo, whether it's like a weird couple or like just like some really like Smurf who's really good at the game, but just got a new account to play on lower elo, lower ranks. I cannot express how much ranked makes 
the fun of video games so much worse that I had to go back to playing Last of Us Part 2. Do you know how bad <laughs> that is, dude? Come on. Why are you making Last of Us sound bad by saying <laughs> no, that? No, I'm so, I, I mean, it's it makes depressing. it makes it's depressing, Colton. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. As I, like thought you, I thought you were saying I had such a bad time. I, I think actually last <laughs> I think actually uh Last of Us 2 is driving home the point for uh, Isaiah that people are the true villains. Yes. In the story. Yes. yes. This is why you don't play online, Isaiah. This, this is know, why. This, this is, is why. why. <laughs> Not in that. This is why you don't take anything you play online seriously. This yeah. is who you turn into. No, nah, yeah. it's okay. Okay, I know it. I know Monster. Yeah. Monster. Yeah. All right. Uh, let us move on here. Um, uh, Let's just oh. uh, let's just sweep up some uh, uh, other stuff you guys have been playing, Colton. It looks like you have a couple more on the list here. Yeah. So uh, so because I got the uh, got the, the the SSD thing for the PS5, I was just downloading a bunch of stuff, just like stuff that I've been kind of like wanting to, you know, drop in for like a couple hours one night, you know. But then I'm like, oh crap, I don't have it downloaded. I'll just go do something else. But I was able to download a bunch of ones that I know I kind of want to dip back into at some point in the next couple months and. Uh, I wanted to. I never really gave a whole lot of effort into trying the PS5 version of Cyberpunk. So I was like, oh, I'll just download it, and you know, I have no intention of playing it like soon. But I mean, like three days after I downloaded it, I didn't really want to play anything that I had, anything like relic, you know, new. So I was like, you know what? Let me let me start a new game. I already started a new PS5. Uh, when they came out with a PS5 version of Cyberpunk, I already started one, and I got like maybe an hour in, and then I never touched it again. So I just started another one, and I think I'm like ten hours in now. I think, no, maybe not ten, maybe like seven or eight hours in, and it is like wildly, just substantially better than you know that original PS4 version that I played. It's just so much better. It runs better. It feels a whole lot better. Looks better. Uh, and I don't know if I'm, if I'm going to like play the whole thing, you know, I just, I just wanted to kind of, you know, get in and I, I kind of had like a, you know, a little like RPG itch. So I thought I'd, I'd get that itch taken care of and also like kind of actually see what the, the whole PS5 hype is about Cyberpunk. Uh, and then I'm also working my way through Mario and Rabbids. I have to, my goal is to finish it. I, I really want to finish it. I've just been distracted. Uh but I played like a whole like world and a half of that game. And I was, I was really enjoying my time with it. So I have remember... a question. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let me let you go ahead through. I remember you said first, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I just remember Mario and rabbits having like a ridiculous difficulty spike mm-hmm. at the end there. And that's when I stopped. It was probably like well, two or three worlds in. Oh, well, the, uh, oh yeah, yeah. The first one. Sorry. I meant to put, the the new Mario and Rabbids. Thing. Oh, this is the Sorry. new one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I've been playing that new one. Yes, that first one does have a crazy spike. Never finished it. Never finished. I got to the very last yeah, boss. Yeah. But, yeah. But that DLC for the first Mario and Rabbids, it's one of my favorite DLCs I've ever played. Uh, I, thought cool. Kong one? I thought it was spectacular. Cool. That was cool. But yeah, I'm just playing the the new one. Just kind of. I'm glad someone bought the new one. I bought it. Hey. I want to touch on Cyberpunk PS5 real quick and talk about how the develop. Uh, what's the team behind it? Um, CD Projekt Red. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I am surprised how they really are committed to bringing it back and really trying to like 
come back with hitting the fences and like making a home run with this game. That DLC despite looks its, cool. yeah. despite yeah, its ridiculous it launch, that DLC is looking to be like a saving grace because it's reworking so many systems in this game that it feels like it's going to be brand new. I've been seeing yeah. some talk about it and it seems really so, cool. Uh, the, the more I play the version that I'm playing right now, the more I'm kind of thinking I should maybe stop because of how because it sounds like a lot of the game is actually going to be changed for the better. Yeah. And I've, mm. I, I'm just having fun with it right now, so I, I'm I'm not stopping myself. But I feel like at some point I probably should because I don't want to get like super yeah, far. I, I don't I don't want to get like and replay it halfway or maybe all the way through the campaign and then the DLC drops and they're like now the whole game plays differently and then I'm gonna feel like well I feel like I just played, you know, the bad version then you know I, yeah. So I actually I'm I'm trying to. I have a turmoil in my head right now. I don't know if yeah. I should just stop and wait for that DLC to come or. or we need to get. Happens. We need to get Javi on when the DLC drops and he does play it because I need to get his input because he's played like through the like I think all of the original Cyberpunk and yeah, he did, did enjoy his time with and it. Then he, yeah, and he picked up the and he tried it with PS5 too. I remember him telling us that. Yeah, at the know, wedding. Well, no, I think I think our first. No. What, he was maybe still playing the original release of Cyberpunk. The, maybe he the was. PS4 to PS5. Maybe it was at the wedding. He, he talked but about the PS5. I, I think what's cool about like C Project Red, what you said, them still working on it, there is, Cyberpunk is maybe the only game that's taking advantage of the new graphics cards on PC too because they put mm. out that path-traced version of Cyberpunk and that thing looks freaking incredible. <laughs> like, oh, you know, really? you would need... Oh, yeah, you should look up the path traced like Cyberpunk running on like a 4090. It's something like, you know, the PS5 is not going to be able to do. Even its ray traced version, like this is completely path traced and it looks like unreal. Unreal. <laughs> so <laughs> they're they're like the only ones supporting even like the highest end graphics cards right now where everyone else is just kind of still targeting like console specs. And then like you can, you know, play at a better frame rate or more resolution. But yeah, so uh, there's... I, I, I've turned around again on CD Projekt Red. It looks like they're going the right direction. It's just, I agree. The original release of Cyberpunk wrote me the very wrong way. I was one of the people that got the... I got refunded that original yeah. game. I, <laughs> yeah, was like, I was like, dude, I'm not. <laughs> I cannot. I think the funnest I had was I found out if on the free... Like on the freeways in the game, if you rode up on the uh, divider, it would... It would... Uh, it would uh, like multiply your speed like by like multiples so it was like rubber band you off and shoot you like 100 miles an hour off the bridge it's very really funny. Oh, yeah okay. yeah i go that right now yeah i oh, they probably fixed it like forever <laughs> no, ago. oh don't say that <laughs> yeah that was like my one thing i did like five times i was like oh man that's hilarious that's fun oh. but um what's up no that's a big conversation never mind let's let's stay on task here let's go, go okay on. okay uh so we will get the final phase 16 by the way, that's what we're heading up towards. But uh, before we do that, uh, Isaiah did uh, Dead Space. So I just want to say, and, and preface this by saying, everything that Jaw said in his original review of this game is spot on. The sound design is spectacular. The progression of like getting guns and going through the story never feels like dull or like there's like white space in between. It is always back to back, like fun interesting and like new ways to go about like mechanics like and, and it is like just an incredible like remake i am so fascinated how this one ship the ishimura ship has so much lore and just world building behind it they're just text logs even from like the very beginning of isaac's uh, isaac clark's um 
introduction and like his background with his family, his mom being a part of this like unitology religion, how it messed with her head and how it inevitably led up to like killing like herself and the dad before the events of the game started. And like, and even how like Isaac's lover, um, that's like oh, shown at the very beginning of the game. Just yeah, like, don't, 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 don't go too far. <laughs> I don't go too far. I just want, I just want to say like, all right, everything's connected in some capacity and it's super, yeah. super well done in a way that feels digestible. And I don't feel overwhelmed from just reading these logs. I know what's happening They're The cast is small enough to where you're able to keep track of everything, yeah. but like the performances themselves are always convincing in a way. It's like, dang, like they want to get off the ship. They want to like, like really prioritize each other's safety. Like this turn from a rescue mission to get the hell off the ship. Like we, there's no hope. There's no saving. We need to leave. Like the story is there, but I, the gameplay is so addicting. Uh, when I first went through my my first playthrough of the game, I went on medium difficulty, which already felt challenging. You have to really like take care of your resources with like your ammo. You can't just willy nilly shoot. It is about like shooting the limbs and being kind of like tactical with it because you want to be quick. They can run at you. They can like sometimes throw projectiles at you. Uh, often they can just leap at you. Uh, worst case scenario, you're you're cornered, so you have to like think on your feet, and that's like the fun of like the guns, because you get like pretty much all the guns halfway through the game, so you have plenty of time to experiment, uh, mix and match, and find your own playstyle. My personal favorite, um, gravity gun, where it like sucks in all the enemies. Then you get your saw blade and you just go. You just like you just go. Like all the limbs off while they're all like bunched up together. It's like a meatball for yourself. It's fun. And it never stops like ever like getting old. In fact, I feel like by the 12 hour like ending mark of playtime, you're like, I'm satisfied. I think I'm happy with my experience with the game. And like I've done everything I done I need to do to experience like the gameplay itself. But I enjoyed everything this game brought to me and more. Uh so much so that I did a second playthrough on easy mode and just blasted yeah. through it, got the secret ending, got these little secret achievements, and and just took my time to really appreciate the lore, the the world, everything it brought to me. Um, I really recommend people to play Dead Space Remake, and but I also want to take a moment to really like thank the team. This team is really talented. Some of these people worked on the original game, and I have to ask y'all, make the second game remake the second game please this is such an incredible experience and i I want go ahead go ahead please please please. i was gonna say no no no. i really hope they do too because oh my god dead space 2 like as good as the original dead space is um dead space 2 is a a even better game i i like almost every aspect yes there are a lot of fun uh narrative twists in the original dead space which i think still hold up today uh that game is a looker that that the remake it's a really good looking game. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, Dead Space. Uh, Absolutely. If you, if you haven't played or bought that remake, I, I definitely recommend it. It's, um, it's going on our list. I, it's going on my I can, list. I can play oh, it now yeah. since I can fit it on the PS5. Yes, I know. Take it. I'm bringing you the copy. Right now. <laughs> He's doing it right now. Gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, Dead Space. Dead Space, awesome. Um, uh, yeah, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it, Isaiah, because. Loved it's it. a classic. It's a remake of a classic. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. All right. Uh, speaking of, well, maybe not a classic yet, but a classic series, uh, Final Fantasy 16. 
I want uh, you to start off. I'm a little behind you, but I want because you're farther. You're like 16 okay. hours in. Yeah, I I think I'm about 19 hours in now mm-hmm. into Final Fantasy 16. Um, this I my experience has been interesting because I did not play it the month it came out. Uh, but I've talked to a lot of people Big that fan. did and yeah. heard a lot of uh heard a lot of coverage, whether it be like kind of funny or you know, uh, Next Lander, all, you know, just a bunch of podcasts, different takes right. on it, all this other stuff. And so uh, I I was pretty primed on, like, what to expect, like, where maybe its shortcomings are, what I should be looking for, and, like, what I want. And from what I heard, I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I might have been originally disappointed that it, the RPG elements and, like, the party system isn't as robust as you would expect, like, a Final Fantasy to be, or, like, even, like, a JRPG. Mm-hmm. to be but coming in i'm like okay i know what i'm gonna be expecting and i think i'm okay with that and um so uh playing it uh i think uh well just like the the because you can play the demo and it goes it's the entire first chapter of the game like it's the first two or three hours of that game um and your progress goes forward and everything so even if you're not you know i'd play the demo <laughs> Even though that the rest of the game is not going to be like gameplay wise, it really is not showing its hand um, till you're out of that uh, demo area. But um, uh, from what I've seen, like I think all the acting is very grounded in a way that's different from like most JRPGs. It's not in some ways like the writing and the character characterization isn't very anime in a way you would expect right like, and that's the best know, part about it too yeah it's it's cool it's a very different take on not just final fantasy but what you think of as a like uh, a japanese rpg you know yeah um obviously they take a lot from game of thrones um like to the point yeah. where you can like match like oh this is like the snow character oh this is like the queen and her son like you know like right. it, there's a lot of like almost one-to-one characters but it, i don't think it takes away from it it's just like oh that's i can see the inspiration there but they're still doing enough like different enough to make it final fantasy that i'm enjoying it um i would say that like you know uh, the, the the biggest thing i heard about this game before i played it was hey like the lows are you know like pretty like like the highs are maybe like the craziest thing you've ever seen in a video game like like budget wise and uh you know like just what's happening on screen is insane and, and it's real like it feels tangible and like you feel oh, like you're in control. i mean just the fact that it's not like none of it's uh all of it's in real time like right exactly like the control you have over those scenes which is weird because the very first um big icon like monster kaiju fight it felt a little on rails during the demo you're just like oh man are these all these are going to be because bayonetta had a lot of that like bayonetta 3 specifically and those were the moments you're like ah you know those are cool but you know it's not like i had a ton of control you know what i mean right i was Um, just there for like the movie of it you know but uh, it it later like the next two fights that you have where you know Mm -hmm. you you, the the camera pans out and you're fighting like these huge beasts you have like almost complete control over your character there's just insane stuff happening it is kind of incredible <laughs> the yeah. game the game like in those moments like the cutscenes, the game looks absolutely like incredible <laughs> it is crazy how ge- how good this game can look in parts and you have to catch in certain instances because you look at it and you're like ah, oh, you know that looks okay but um uh i i can see what they mean like they have those really high moments and 
you just have to be okay with like, okay, there's going to be a lot of like story sequences, like some, a good amount of like talking exposition, exposition. But yeah, I, you, if you come in and being like, Oh, I'm still like, I'm still enjoying those parts too. Like I enjoy going to the little towns, like all the little towns are really well built. They have nice right. music behind them, you know? So I, I'm enjoying it. I, I think the pace, I could see why maybe they would want the pace to tightened up a little bit more. I, I can see that. Um, being a problem especially later in the in the game where you're like okay i'm ready to finish this game but for now i'm enjoying that but yeah i will say um past the demo there's this the the first time you are gonna have like um you know like this big icon fight what are they called again ding i I, i'm using the ff14 turn no Um, no, honestly keep keep calling it icon fight because i don't even know what to call it better than that honestly so just okay i'm done (laughs) i uh, for some reason i'm forgetting what uh, the dominance yes dominance yes yes dominance are gone those are the big summons whatever yeah it's very attack on titan is what it is um but yeah, there there's characters in there that are dominance that turn into like kaijus, and you're building up the build up to that first like dominant fight. Kaiju fight is one of the most like epic build ups I've ever seen in a game. Yes. And it's like <laughs> it's like the game's not even like ten hours in. And I'm like, oh my god, like what yep. like I, I, I don't mean to keep ragging on Ragnarok, but it, one of my biggest complaints was I thought that ending fight was just kind of like, man, like this kind of just seems like smoke and mirrors. Like, I don't feel like I'm taking place in this big battle. Right. Yeah. Or like that, like, you know, I, I feel like it just being funneled and stuff is happening. And this like build up to this fight, like I, I won't say what you're fighting or whatever, but like the nature of the the beast power like you're walking through and like the structure of the ground is like breaking under you like yeah wind is whipping it's like it's like whoa this is it like the music is super swelling i'm like oh my god this is yoshi p yoshi p Uh, really really did like was he was very serious about how how when fans asked about porting it to other consoles and like stuff like that he was really serious about like pushing the ps5 to its limits with like what it could do and, and like this game with these boss fights, what you're able to do with them is pretty impressive to the point where like, yeah, this is this feels like a PS5 game. Ironically, it was just announced for Xbox, I think, as of today. No, um, no, no, no. That's FF14. Really? Really? That's yeah. even crazier. That's even yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. 16 and 7 are seem pretty locked on PlayStation. But, uh, uh, still, still, my point still, still stands. How yeah. how impressive this game through its spectacle, through its gameplay. Like you really do get get time to chew on these dominants at, at first minuscule, at a first minuscule level where you it's a it's like it's like Shadow of the Colossus almost like that style where a little man versus big man, you know, then it gives you that taste of it's God on God combat. Let's, let's get going. Like it is yeah. fun. It is impressive. Oh my God. I'm gushing yeah. already. It's but so I, cool. I, I'm a little out of order. Like, uh, like I, I, what makes the, all the cutscenes and stuff super, even if it's not like a big action cutscene, which those right. are obviously very awesome, but even scenes where like characters and side characters are interacting with each other. Like it's super well-written yeah, the, the main thrusts of the story are very like complicated and interesting, and they even have if you hold the touchpad, <laughs> it gives you a primer on what they're talking about and who's in the scene, and you can read up like a codex that keeps like um, updating oh, itself. Nice. Yeah, or it so you just it's not like a lineup, like a big bar of text. It gives you a little paragraph, and when something else happens in the story, it updates it. 
So I'm always like, whenever they mention like a new territory or like this army's coming or this dominant or whatever, I'll be like, oh, what's this term? And hold it and you can read about it and be like, okay, I feel like I'm, I have a grasp on what's actually happening. It's not. And it doesn't stop there. Like it's pretty linear. Right. Yeah. And it's pretty linear. It's pretty linear. Um, So yeah, it's not open world. There's like zones. Right. um, FF10 style. Yeah, yeah, FF10 cells where where um you can at certain points of the game you can go back to like any zone and like wrap up missions. There's like hunts that uh that you can do like stuff like that. Like like regular RPG stuff. Um but yeah, I mean I I'm really enjoying it. Uh the combat is um it takes a while to open up, but I I think it's really satisfying. Um right, a- yeah. There's a lot of like ability. So you have like a core set of of abilities and like uh like moves you can do, which are like pretty standard, you know, character action stuff. But you can set like abilities on buttons, kind of like in Diablo, where you have like stand, you know, if you had a standard attack, you can like hit abilities. And some of those, my favorite one of those are a lot of them are counters. Mm. Where like, hey, an enemy attacks you, you hit this, you do like you do you dodge and do a counter, and those feel really satisfying to do. And staggering an enemy, um, the way it works is most enemies have a stagger bar, and once you get that stagger bar down to zero, they kind of have a a cooldown period where the enemy's down, and you can just like wail on them and like smash abilities into them, and it gives you like damage multipliers, and that doesn't stop feeling really satisfying. What's really cool is that this game had a lot of help with its development. So Platinum was like one of the companies that like obviously lent a hand with its combat and like its design. So you can really see that um, as you, of course, you get further in the game, you obviously unlock more abilities and you're able to do a Devil May Cry switch, DMC5 switch, where it's like, okay, I have this uh, specific dominance ability on me right now. Boom, switch to a different dominant. Now I have their abilities going. It's instant and it's fluid where mid-combo, you can just decide to go up. So you could just decide to like mix match your combos in any way you see fit. And that is why when you do go through those zones of like just exploring the world before you go to like the next story event, I always take the time to cook. I always take the time to practice my combos around the little enemies around and always have fun for it. Like it's a lust for like looking for like battles. Mm. Just like so oh, yeah. mix around the combat. It's so, so fun. I really, really praise so far from what I'm playing, like just the combat itself and how other companies really pitched in. And I feel like it shows with its mechanics. Say, yeah. And I'll say like for the thing people are raving about, like, like think of that Kronos fight in God of War 3 specifically, you know, mm-hmm. like think of that. And, and what if they just like, uh, a game diverse that's like oh man yeah let's one up that and make it look like amazing and really interactive right um, it's a lot of that and from what i've heard like from people talking you know they're like oh i'm like 20 hours in here and a lot of people are like oh man you haven't seen anything yet <laughs> and yeah. it, that's true that's crazy because there was one fight like in the middle where like this like electronic music came on and i'm like what is happening <laughs> right now it is huh. it's crazy it's it's it, it's spectacle um and with like a lot of interesting side characters like to keep the plot moving forward um uh which i would say my only that's my one complaint character wise i think the main cast isn't as always as interesting as like the villains and the side characters you're coming up against right but they seem to sprinkle them enough in where it keeps it it keeps it interesting and i think clive as a main character he is 
he's he's not like the uh like the silent boy. soldier yeah like type he's not like 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 cloud or or leon or squall or whatever from eight you know he he actually like does care and he you know he, he there's a yeah. character on him there's he a legitimate a of, like development yeah there 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 seems to be a lot of like yeah yeah, yeah. it's cool it's not like old kratos where it's just like i'm angry and i want revenge like that's part of his story but that's not like that's not always like the main driving force so um but can i just say like the casting yeah. choices which is again we talk about how and how like this game takes the cool parts and negative parts of anime and separates them completely with a good example it's casting having legitimately good voice actors like i'm so serious when i say um what's his what's like the same guy from every final fantasy game that usually the airship sid uh sid, sid. sid oh sid's voice thing? actor is so freaking good so oh so good dude like that, that that's a great example of why of why this game ever. feels like a blockbuster rather than your typical jrpg and that's like the best part it, it it takes the bad stuff which is like bloated and like you feel like you're lost when you come back from behind this from the game so and that's like what the codex is for right that's why it's like linear that's why you have good voice acting and a cast choices this this is a good game uh, yeah. so far what we played of course but like this is like really like gearing up to be a, a great game now i'm always gonna like touch this more when like end of the year like game top 10 stuff like conversation comes about but like so far like i am planning on like playing more than just the main content i'm interested to it's when it's world enough to where i'm gonna i'm gonna pursue the side content and true i want to see i have two questions um, for you, but, like, well, what's what you think uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say this. As far as the side content, I'm skipping a lot of just the ho hum side quests, and there's okay. certain side quests that have a plus symbol, which means right. there's like ability or like you know like amount Upgrade. or upgrades, and so those are the ones I'm kind of focusing on because the the side like the side quests they're well written, but gameplay wise and that they're not interesting. Yeah, they're right. like the stuff I would have skipped in FF14, <laughs> you know. So right. that's that's a downside is it's not like I I wish they would have maybe just had like maybe two or three really well thought out written quests instead of all these little like fetch quests. Um and I think that's just the nature of the developer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but I you know, I'm with Isaiah. I don't know if I'm going to have a ton to say till I beat this game. Like you just know going in that like hey, like you're probably going to see some of like the craziest big budget like action sequences that you know you've seen in the game so far and if you're if that's something you're interested in then i think you walk away from the game being like yeah that was awesome uh just know that like you know it's a little slow in between and i i have a feeling that maybe some of it is a little more padded out than it needs to be because mm-hmm. uh you know it's final fantasy it has to be at least you know 40 to 60 hours yeah yeah so i feel like at the end of the day i i could see myself being like man it could have been like really tightened up to like a really crazy 20 to 30 hour single player like action adventure you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but yeah and plus it has, it has a really good dog torgal's really good he's always with you he can i love air, i love combos you can make torgal, I love a good dog. uh torgal is the way you don't have an air juggle where you have a move where you shoot people up in the air unless you like put it uh lock like have a a, a dominant ability that does yeah. that but there's if you press like one of your down if you press your down uh, pad torgal shoots people up in the air for you <laughs> yeah. so you can just shoot up to them and that so cool. feels really nice yeah it always does and it's, and then, it's so fun 
those like cinematic like action boss scenes where all your whole party member comes together and just freaking like pounds on it and like Torgol's flying out of nowhere. <laughs> it's, just, it's really crazy. It's good. so fun. And uh, I just want to ask you yeah. before we move on. This is sure, Final sure. Fantasy 16. This is the 16th like entry in the mainline series. Yeah. And like and everything like that. I just so far I don't have all of like the elements that makes a Final Fantasy game like really stand out with its like unique premise, but I will say so far with the score, with its characters and and like its story beats, I will say it's it's Final Fantasy. It does have that high fantasy like flavor and everything like that. And and like its bosses like really complement like that with like mm. its summons, like Shiva, yeah. Bahama, yada yada. These are set pieces. But um I wouldn't say like example a bad example of like of like a game having a long history of its series then then to like give you something kind of like weird. You know, like Sonic Frontiers just has Sonic assets, but it doesn't look like a Sonic game. What is your stance with like Final Fantasy 16? Do you feel like this is just a cool AAA game, or do you feel like it's a Final Fantasy game so far? Uh, see, that's an interesting question. I, you know, I'm not saying this is a problem. I would mm-hmm. say it's closer to being just a really high budget AAA like first party game than it is being like a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, but. But it takes like it. It almost is like one of those big AAA games, like action, like like a Devil May Cry, like something mm-hmm. like that. But thrown in like a lot of like fantasy, Final Fantasy, like mainstays over the top of it. Like you know, you're gonna get like your crystal theme. You're gonna get the main Final Fantasy theme. You're gonna get like character, like enemy types that you recognize. You know, and like it's your, typical your chocobos. You're gonna get like, yeah, like like you get that stuff sprinkled in, but it almost feels like they're like, well, this is a Final Fantasy game. It has to have a Moogle, or you know, it's a Final Fantasy game. It has to have a Cactuar, like you know, like these certain things. But um, at the end of the day, it, it almost feels more like, hey, like like if Sony could have like just been like, hey, this is our new like, you know, like this is our new Last of Us, our Last Horizon, like. I could see them making another Final Fantasy like this, but being it almost feels like it should have been its spinoff. But the mm. thing is, it's good enough at what it's trying to do to to be able to be called uh, like Final Fantasy 16, like a mainline game, you know? It would have made me do a dis- disservice to be like Final Fantasy spinoff, you know? Right. Like it, there's way too much money, time, and like... Like it's it, called it, a spinoff. It's yeah. just too expensive. It's it, right. it, it, it has the budget of a mainline Final Fantasy game, and like, but uh, as far as it, like, what you'd expect in it, it's pretty different. Like, I could see diehard Final Fantasy fans that weren't paying attention to what this game was, you know, right. coming in and being actually like a little thrown, you know, because it it's just it's just not that. So I mean. If I were to like suggest this game to people, it would be like, "Hey, did you like God of War? Like the reboot? Did you like? Do you like those kind of like high action Bayonetta, Devil May Cry type games? Like, I would say like give this a try. Um, yeah, you know, or or do you just like Sony first party games in general? You know, this if, if that's a yes, then it's just it's just one of those. It's it's kind of like what I said about Resident Evil Four. It's just like, man, this is um, and that's the game to beat for me this year. By the way, I don't even know oh, if Sixteen yeah. to reach that. Resident Evil Four remake is like an incredible oh, game. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it feels like in that same caliber, and that's hard to do because you know, obviously, we've been talking about Xbox. Xbox hasn't made anything close to. <laughs> you know what Capcom and Square, you know what what Final Fantasy 16 is doing. I won't say all of Square because 
most of Square stuff is a mess, but yeah, this, right now, this is, studio but... in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm gonna, I, I will keep cracking away at it, and just, just know there's been multiple times where I'm like, Sam, like, look at this, because you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and for what I said about it not being a Final Fantasy game, I mean, I'll, I'll say, Sam, look at this, like this castle, the structure I'm walking up to, like that's why I play Final Fantasy. It's like a it's kind of the same reason I would watch, like, enjoy a Star Wars thing. It's not necessarily that it has the deepest characters or, you know, not that but, it can't, yeah, but that, I'm there kind of for the spectacle. Right, like the yeah. The music, the imagery, and right. it does do that stuff. Like, you know, you'll walk, you'll walk up to this, like, crystal structure that's, like, thousands of feet, and you're just, like, running up oh. to it. Like, it has really epic, like, grandiose, vis- like, visual stuff going on, which... I just like really appreciate it makes me feel like good to have a next gen console and a and a nice monitor and just being like man like it's making everything fire in all cylinders which is really cool yeah, so, yeah. It, it, i like to I like to follow up you up on that once we reach like the end of the year and you finish the game because yeah. i want to see like what other elements of final fantasy will sure. this have yeah i would say like, if if you're unsure about final fantasy 16 i would say play that demo that demo will tell you a lot on like if you'll like the storytelling, if you yeah. if the main, if like the story and the characters will like that demo like, is oh, still man. available, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it is. It oh, is. Yeah. Two hours long. Like you get, you get a nice clean intro into the game. The thing it won't prepare you for, it won't prepare you how fun and deep that combat can get, oh, and no. it won't prepare you on like you know they do have a dominant fight in that, but compared to to some of the stuff I played nineteen hours in, it's like oh that first one was nothing, nothing. And like yeah, like, it's, it's an appetizer. And and I playing the demo, I was just like oh wow that's crazy what what's happening here, but dude <laughs> like. Wait. Yeah, like and it uh, the most anime gets is like you know it, at one point it will say like the my favorite quote from the game is it, at one point it says press R press R three and L three to accept accept the truth. The truth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and, and it won't go forward till you do this, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> press F to pay respects in the sequel. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> and, and then you press R three and L three, and it goes off. So <laughs> yeah. it, it's so it, cool. Uh, those moments are very fun. I'm like, oh, crap. that is ridiculous. All right. It's not like a legitimate anime episode in like a three hour game. Uh, what was it called? Asura's Wrath? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know what? Asura's Wrath, <laughs> there's a lot. There's some of Asura's Wrath in that. Yes, absolutely. A lot better than Asura's Wrath. But yeah. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Final Fantasy 16. I, you know, I, I'm hot would, on I, it. would I want them to go the same direction in 17? Probably not, because that's kind of what Final Fantasy is to me. It's something new every time. Yeah. So I appreciate it. I appreciate Final Fantasy still does its thing, and I appreciate stuff like Dra- Dragon Quest really respects its roots and keeps, like you know, refreshing itself, but yeah. it keeps a kind of similar feel and formula. But yeah, it feels more conservative cool. with Dragon Quest, but six, but like Final Fantasy has always been like the experimental, like it never is. in its comfort zone. It is. Yeah, it's always doing something new mechanically yeah. or visually or aesthetically. Like yeah, it's it's cool. That's what I love about it. So, yeah. All right. Um, it looks like we got one more game on here. Um, Where? Isaiah. Uh, Hot- oh, yeah. <laughs> Hot- <laughs> Baby, it's Hotline Miami. The GOAT. Oh, my God. So, can I just say, quick story crap, recap. Um, sure. It's about three days since I beat the game. My forearms are still sore. 
<laughs> because <laughs> the game has a great feature, and it's one of the I think the only feature that does this for, uh, where it takes advantage of like that classic like Wii motion. Uh, on the PS5 controller, where if you shake the controller, you can stop on someone's head. <laughs> and wow. so every, every time I got someone, I just shook my body <laughs> to kill someone. I did and not I, know it did that. I played yes. it on the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> so Hotline Miami is is like Devour Digital is like one of its like crowning like iconic like a top down uh, high octane action games where. Um, you're in this GTA-esque world. You wear a mask of any animal you like, and you just go out and kill. Like, super hot. Katana Zero. Those kind of games take a lot, of, like, a, like, a lot of inspiration from, like, that sort of, like, fluid combat uh, of Hotline Miami. Where you're thinking about when you enter this house, and there's a guy next, like, in front of this door in front of you, and how you're able to, like, just knock down that door, and it pushes him back. How you can just grab his gun and start like lighting it up or take a board tactical and you just spring his neck and you move on. This game likes to like compliment those who have a, a taste for aggression and uh, just overall Do like you, Do oh, you oh, have a taste for aggression. Yeah. My arms hurt. <laughs> a taste for aggression and just like overall like lust for that kind of like okay. nonstop. Uh, I, I, I use that word <laughs> twice now. I love this. This terminology <laughs> like, like just like just like that hunger for like, like mm -hmm. violence violence hey, uh quick sidebar a taste for aggression i'm kind of that'd be kind of a cool video game yeah because like a super hot like it's just the brain of you where you like you feel like you're john wick so hotline yeah. miami was the first to be john wick in a video game and it's kind of funny if you've seen chapter four you see where like both both the game and movie kind of meet up. I won't spoil, but <laughs> uh, it's cool. You have moments where you have to like map out. There's a guy in this room. They're behind these windows. I can't get into them because they're behind that window, but they can see me and I can see them. So I can be able to like take a quick peek and shoot them and be careful with like either having a silencer or an actual AR because if you have a silencer, it works out perfectly. It's a silent kill. Only the other guy next to him knows. No one else knows. Or if you want, again, be more aggressive, but be loud. Uh, so you can just pull out a shotgun or a AR from someone's body and light it up. Have them come at you. You stay in that corner. You have a limited ammo, so you go, all right, two bullets here, two bullets here. You, I definitely, have, you definitely make death closets if you go loud, where you're hiding in yeah. a closet. There's like 50 dudes running yeah. in. You're just like making piles. It's uh yeah. But, and it's funny because like it's a perfect blend of difficulty and like, and like, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just put it that aesthetic yeah i, I just yeah. it's enough to where you are not just blowing through the game killing dudes for fun you are still going about it with tactics and care where you are mapping out your choices of this game where you can again like knock down a door hit a guy off shoot the guy next to him spray the guy's neck move on all right guys are coming get ready two one two dead all right, we're moving on. There are two guys in this room. You walk at that door, they kill you. There's a window there. You be aware. Like, I'm being, I'm spinning rhymes, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm cooking. This game is just so perfect in the way that it challenges you, but also like, like, like satisfies you with that again, like that taste for like high octane Aggression. action. I love Hotline Miami. It is culturally significant, like these other games like Dead Space, like Diablo, where 
developers love this kind of like design and if you are cool with like that bizarre funky like synth wave like aesthetic you're gonna love this and katana zero unfortunately i think what katana zero does better is that it has more tools so you're able to like like you know throw a smoke bomb and like get free kills for that or you have like you have more things to throw at enemies so you're able to, yeah you're able, i would say katana zero I'd say Katana Zero is definitely more like a reactionary game, and right. Hot Miami is more like, okay, how do I plan this all out? Like, you're going to die. Like, one level, you may yeah. die like 50 or 60 times, but you're with the one run you do do it, you play it like John Wick. You know, like, yes. like that is a good example where it's just like, you just like, you know what's going to happen. You have something thought out and you just like execute and like you just cleared an entire level and nothing touched you. You know, it exactly. makes you feel like that John Wick kind of thing. And that's something I think katana zero uses like uh takes a lot of stuff aesthetically and even like mechanically and stuff there is certain things especially if you like like a side-scrolling platformer more mm -hmm. than you would like an overhead like a uh, dual stick shooter um but uh thing i do like about hotline mammy is it really does it's like a trial and error game but once you once you hit it you're just like oh man like i am unstoppable you know yeah absolutely. i would say it, it definitely it, it taps into those feelings where uh you know it it does taps into like the soul vibes like a boss fight where you're like okay i've died enough i've learned these patterns enough to where i just need to execute and once you execute you're like oh man that was that was Perfect. one of the cooler moments i've had in a game and I think um, Hotline Miami, what makes it really stand out is kind of like too, Isaiah, you notice this, is that it kind of makes you feel bad for what you're doing. It is like a big, like violent, like like crazy fuel, fuel rampage, but the, the level doesn't end every time it makes you walk through like the rooms where you just see like bodies and <laughs> like everything you did sort of yeah. thing until you escape the level. So there's a lot of like cool thematic stuff going on there is and it. it's, it's really um, interesting to kind creepy. of dive into that more all the all the, yeah all the like all the narrative stuff is like really off-putting and creepy and it's like 1D. i said how my mammy hits on like every level like uh it, like a game like that should um yeah so now yeah. the uh, only reason why i would even want to touch plastic. the sequels is to like you know get more of that that taste of hot miami but yeah. as i said previously this game is at its perfect length of like six hours max. Even with its epilogue, six hours match max where you could always come back and revisit to get more masks and get the secret ending. But beyond that, Hotline Miami is a perfect game to like just sit down, play, and then not feel like you have to touch it again. It's it's important and it is again, Devolver Digital is like one of their best games they ever had the idea of. Did they actually make it or did they actually just publish it? No, no, no. This is a developer. I think they're like Swedish. They only ever made two games. They only ever made Hotline Miami and Hotline Miami 2. So That was uh, their smartest game. It's crazy. But yeah, no, no. Hotline Miami 2 is one of those games that like to this day is still like being used as a template for like <laughs> like aesthetics. Like, yeah, it it is super influential. And yeah. it's still just like one of the it's not like, oh man, yeah, that game started this, but now there's better games like it. I think mm -hmm. it's like started um like that synth wave ultra violent like indie game sort of vibe. Um that even like uh what's the samurai game where you do zero. a lot of wall run well no no oh. the three D one where you do like a lot of wall running and uh Blade Runner. Yes, thank you. Yes. The, 
or samurai ghost runner, runner. Something runner thank ghost you runner. ghost runner yeah yes, like yes, even yes, to yes, this yes. day like you'll look at ghost runner and be like okay yeah would this game be here without hotline miami aesthetically right. maybe but maybe not like it, it right still, like there's still games pulling from hotline miami to this day and it's still one of the better ones doing it so yeah i'm glad you got to play it it's 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 good it's a good vita game it was a great vita game <laughs> oh yeah i mean hey someone Let died playing it in last part two it, it's perfect yeah you want to you want to whip out that vita put put a game in play play hotline miami um oh, yeah but well, yeah, that's everything that's that's everything uh you guys have any uh other things uh what about uh uh what about besides games anything you guys want to talk about since it's been a while actually um out of here i finished legend of Korra, oh. and uh i oh yeah we loved it i i wanted it that last oh, you, season is really good. Oh yeah, it, it, it's it finally like finds its footing of like consistent like uh, subplots and main plots being like both in sync at all times. Because in season two, I feel like it was very very messy with how they did it until the very end, where it all somehow like whatever like uh, moment of come to God it had like during the last moments of like the show, it had it come back together in a really nice ribbon whereas like season four and i would say season three too but like season four like just it really was like consistently like awesome it was dude, never like go, dude, go, 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 Cora go went to she went through some stuff man i didn't yeah I, ne- I never knew like how how much harder of a time she had than ang did i think like during her time they make that clear I, too I, I, I mean, I guess, I guess to be fair, we only go through like a year of Ang's life, and we go through like I don't know what it is, like five or six years during Korra, I guess. But man, she uh, that that's a good show. But she really, I think, I think it makes sense, especially like that last season that with how uh troubled she is, you know, you know, you know, being the Avatar and connecting to Avatar State and everything. I think uh, I think it makes sense a little bit. But I really, we really enjoyed the the whole show. Oh yeah, nice. I, I, yeah, I really it's a, did too. It's a good show. Um, did you? Did I give I, you guys the Blu-ray for that? Who did I give that to? Uh, it wasn't us. Oh, okay. I, I must give it to someone I don't think <laughs> before it was I moved. Us. It wasn't me. It might have been my 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 niece. Okay, sorry. I did struggle with that last season with how much she was struggling. Yeah, I was like, she really I was, was like nerfed. I was like, all right, damn, get it on. <laughs> like, I was like, I feel like they nerfed her so freaking hard. I'm like, you're the freaking avatar. Come on. <laughs> I think I'll do your thing. I think it made the it. Thing. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like, I get it. I do. Like, I, like it makes sense. I, I do get it. But I mean, at, at some point, I was just like, okay, like, damn, like. There, there were very, there were multiple <laughs> moments where I was able to map out. Hey, if Cora went to the Avatar State. She could do this during this scene right here, but then she doesn't, and then it's like it. Then it kind of like plays on and on, and like that's not. It's not like it's to its detriment at all. But I will say the Avatar State is pretty strong to the point where like it really could have came in much earlier during like the last fight, um, with like the story. I don't know, man. It's cool. It's still cool. I loved it. You know, whatever. But yeah, I, I see what Victoria is talking about. She's she's not lying. Like she's, Did you she's know cooking. There's an Avatar game coming out. I just yes, found it looks that bad. out like the other day. I was like, yeah. I was like, really? Right. Are, we, are we are we getting are we getting achievement points again? <laughs> it does <laughs> like, not look what's good. Happening I'm with sorry. This one? 
it isn't look good. I looked at that and I looked how the animations looked and I was like, I'm not feeling it. I'm excited for the future of the Avatar. Yeah, I am too. Though, like yeah, and and I mean, I have no reason, or I, I have no reason. I have no way of like proving this, you know. But you know, from what I hear, everybody working on it like lives and breathes Avatar. Like they're all so yep. dedicated on making like such a fleshed out, and they have so many stories they want to tell. And I, and people who are actually like real fans of the show creating that much content, it makes me excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope, sure. I hope I enjoy at least most of it, you know? Yeah. So that'll be cool. Oh, uh, we just saw Oppenheimer. Everybody should go see uh, Oppenheimer. Yes, that's, you that's should. Oh, I didn't even tell you guys. I, I did the double feature. Me and Sam oh, did you the did. double feature. Oh, you did? I wanted to do that. Yeah. Wow. That's expensive. Okay, which one did you watch first? <laughs> Barbie first. <laughs> Come oh, on. Okay. I, cool, cool. I would have been I, dead afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the correct choice, I think. <laughs> I haven't Well, I haven't even seen Barbie, but I just know that I would probably... Yeah, <laughs> I I loved Oppenheimer. I thought it was great. Both uh, are really I, worth seeing. It's weird because I can brain rot about Spider Verse all day, every day. But when I look at Oppenheimer, I'm so satisfied to the point where I just want to just tell you to go watch it. Like I I feel like you don't it here. I'll I'll, I'll explain it like this. Oppenheimer and the way it's like formatted, the formula of it and how it goes, is it always feels like it's building up and never stops. Never. And it's so quick. It's so yeah, snappy. The, the way it was shot, I thought was really unique and cool. Really, really, yeah. really well I, done. I, I did notice like the way they, uh, they uh, it, when sometimes like, the movie will go black and white and stuff, they made it, sometimes when you jump time periods around in a movie, it can get confusing, you know? Right, like, and that was, like, that was the, the past, future, it. present, what is this? And the way they like presented all that stuff so it wasn't confusing and pretty succinct was really impressive. When they actually did sync up the time, they changed the filters as well, and that yeah, that was that's, so that's, that's cool. brilliant. I oh my god, this movie and the, and the freaking sound design and the music. Oh right. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, on another it, world, yeah. man, it's crazy. Yeah, you definitely watch that. That is like a theater movie. You need to, like a yeah. Yeah. If you movie. if you yeah. loved everywhere, everything everywhere all at once, you will love Oppenheimer for that same experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Please sound, watch this. The soundscape and stuff is really impressive. I yeah. would say Spider-Verse is um, on, on a, a similar bar. Yeah. Yeah. I think all three of those movies have like wall of sound noises that you just, you wouldn't be able to do without a really good theater system. <laughs> um, By the way, uh, but, Toronto, uh, what's up? I don't know if you know this, but Daniel Pemberton, the guy who did the soundtrack for Spider-Verse, Every most of the spiders, like Miles and and uh, Gwen, they have the jingle of like the original Spider-Man, like specifically oh. Gwen, Gwen Stacy, cool. like that little jingle from the first like Spider-Man like theme is yeah. in hers, and it's so cool. I will um I will say this is this is an older movie, but I I I saw like people on Reddit like saying like hey don't look at look up anything about this movie, just watch this. So it's on Hulu. It's called Palm Springs. It's like mm. an Andy Samberg movie. Uh, I, me and Sam watched it, and yeah, you guys should. If if you're looking for a good movie, Springs, it's like yeah. a comedy. Palm Springs. Don't I do the same thing I did? Don't look up anything about it. Like that'll kind of ruin okay. its premise. It's got Andy Samberg though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, cool. It's I really, like Andy dude, It's really, it's really funny. It's really good. Not in the same way like Hot Rod is. It's, it's a way less slapstick. It's really okay. like it has a lot of heart. It's funny. It's good. Um, yeah. If you want a soul crushing time, I recommend uh, Swan Song for Apple TV. Swan Song. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
We'll do. We'll do. All right, guys. Um, I think that'll do our episode. Any, any, any last, any last things? I hope I can hump for a wee. Oh, I did not hear what you just said. No, I just not. You said, I heard. I hope I can hump a wee. I was like, well, whatever you want to do behind closed doors, I say is up to you. Oh, if homebrew I don't doesn't know, work, I don't. Man. I don't know what kind of homebrew you're you're cooking up. But the, I download the the sex mod on the wee. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, on that note, the wee shop is closed. Yeah. Dun 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 Oh god. Uh, all right, guys. I had fun. Thanks for catching up. We had a lot of games. Uh, and yeah, so we'll see you guys again. Uh, bye. I'll be Bye. Dead. Bye. Bye. Bye.